Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Joined in the studio for a little bit of a catch-up with our independent member for Shepparton, Susanna Sheed. Good morning, Susanna. Good morning, Terry. Oh, we haven't fixed up your mic. It's too low. <laughs> can you just pop it up? Yeah. Sure. How are you going this morning? Good, good. It's nice to see some sunshine. Yes, Almost yes. Almost around in a lot of water and mud out there. There certainly is a lot of water out there. You were talking about uh, enjoying ca- catching up on some of the footy over the weekend, local oh, footy. Just reading all about it, actually, and... Um, it looked like the newspaper was full of it. So many um, outside teams winning that hadn't won in a long time and uh, just so great to see people out and sport back on the agenda and everyone getting back into it again. So <clears throat> there's a lot more coming up next weekend, obviously, but so many of our local teams in the region have really put their best foot forward and kicked off to the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you did mention Lancaster and it was Murchison to Lamba. Yes. That they yeah. beat uh, at... So great uh, joy there. At um, Marupna. There was a couple of other things coming out of that match. Maybe not so positive, but uh, I'm sure that the league will be dealing with that. Yes. So, yeah, and of course all the netballers as well out there as well. I know, I know. There's a f- special feature on them on Wednesday, I hear. So okay. um, it's great to see so many people back out there and participating because we've had, you know, a couple of years of really... Um, pretty interrupted times and interrupted yep. games and and people's skills suffer during yep. that time too I think. and mental health because they're not Absolutely. getting the, the exercise and yeah, all that kind of stuff yeah, i think it's a, a no-brainer that uh, all of that activity helps us in every way yeah and just coming together as a community yes. is a positive thing isn't it now uh, second high school in Shepparton there's um has obviously been talked about a lot um lately with the opposition saying that they if they are elected at the state election in November, that they're are they actually saying they're going to build another high school here? Well, Is that what they're saying? To say that they're talking about having a consultation, um, and I noticed the Liberal candidate Cheryl Hammer is saying that the consultation begins. So I'm presuming that will be the first step in it. But um, on the other hand, on on Matthew Guy's Twitter account, it says he'll build one. So I'm not sure, but. Uh, it would obviously need a great deal of work to consider where you would build it. Um, there's a there's a petition um, over Marupna Way among people who think maybe it should be built over there, and of course people in Shepparton and people from all other parts of the region might have a view on it. But um, the thing that concerns me is the new school is so fantastic and the facilities in it are so outstanding. Whatever happens next ought not be a second-rate school. It needs to be of a similar standard and have the opportunities that um, that the children are getting at, at the current one. Oh, well, we'll see how that one unfolds. Yes, it'll take some time, obviously, but it's a discussion that's worth having. And can I just say that I am so pleased that education's on the agenda and ever since the Shepton Education Plan started, people have started talking about it. And let me tell you, it was very neglected before that. Okay, a positive thing then. So I've seen some photos of you uh, standing out on roads, some very potholed roads, obviously trying to get road maintenance on the agenda, in particular Doyle's Road. Well, look, that's one that constituents have been calling up and coming in and seeing us about. So we went out and met them on the road to just have a really good look at where the bad spots are and a couple of really bad areas um, that, you know, they verge on the dangerous. And 
even driving in the dark coming home from Melbourne recently in the rain, the number of potholes that are on the sides of roads and they're major freeways and really Doyle's Road, even though it's a two-way carriageway there, it is so busy all the time. So many trucks, it's got the Grand Vale Primary School. It's a, it's a really problematic road, that one, and it needs to be constantly kept in good repair to keep people safe on it. And uh, that was what people were calling for. And in fact, they're out there filling holes as we speak, as I understand. I don't know whether they are today, but as of last week, there was quite a bit of work going on. And I'm told that there has been money put aside for it. And the government is pledging to a road blitz, which is something that I called for a few weeks ago in Parliament. So I'm hoping we'll see some of these major works done. But the other thing people are saying to me is the quality of the work is not good enough. And so that's another whole aspect to this issue that needs to be investigated too because it's one thing to stick a bit of gravel and glue in a hole but it's not going to fix it you know for very long it, no the next uh, the next yeah, big next, heavy next, fall the next truck that goes over it, it's going to loosen it up so i think um i'll be talking to the government about making sure that the quality and the funding is actually there to do a good job, not just some sort of slapstick job. So Doyle's Road would be the responsibility of the state government, not the council? Well, the council have uh, have a say in it from time to time and do some of the... A lot of these things are shared, but it is a regional roads Victoria road and it's their responsibility primarily. Okay. You've been talking for some time about the reinstatement of non-government business and I believe a former intern of yours has got a petition going about that. He has, yeah. Look... Uh, I um, have been concerned about it ever since I got into Parliament. Maybe just for people who haven't been following it, explain, explain yeah, what the problem yeah, is, Susanna. And look, it's a really hard one to get people to understand because it's one of those technical things that mm. goes on in Parliament. But you have the government on one side of the House and you have the opposition on the other. And an effective opposition should be able to have plenty of opportunities to speak and bring matters before the House and even bring private members' bills. And so in the Victorian Parliament, the only lower house in Australia that doesn't allow it, the rules have gradually been changed that shut out the opportunities for opposition members, and that's the Liberal Party, the National Party, the Greens and the Independents, from bringing in certain things that ought to be just part of the day-to-day -day business. And so I've been lobbying very hard and long for that to be reinstated. And certainly, um, I can tell you, if independents had the balance of power in the next parliament, um, that would be something that you would be really lobbying for to reinstate that voice of the people. It's the proper way for democracy to operate. Effective oppositions hold governments accountable. And it's been a real slow sort of um, diminishing of the role of the opposition. And you can sort of see it. You can see that there is not enough voice on that side of the House. How does the coalition party build itself up again if it doesn't get to show what it can do if it doesn't get to bring bills to be debated, doesn't move motions, doesn't hold inquiries. All of these things happen. And I mean, for instance, I've been wanting to bring a, um, a, a motion before the House to set up an inquiry into the impact of floodplain harvesting in the Northern Basin on Victoria water users, because there's a big impact. But Victoria hasn't 
looked at that. We don't get the chance to do those sorts of things. And there's only very few people in the parliament from regional areas who care about that sort of thing. So that was something I really wanted to do. And, you know, being able to move, um, to bring on private members' bills. Peter Walsh tried to bring one in two weeks ago, shut down instantly. So how do you put things on the agenda? Does it does it uh, rely on you then going sort of backroom deals and things? Well, I mean, if it came to that, but what I've been doing is every single Tuesday I stand up in Parliament and I move that my motion to get it reinstated be debated and in the last three months the opposition then stand up straight after me and move the same motion that my motion gets debated and the Greens get up straight after that and they move that it be debated and each time the government says no. So it's now had quite a bit of publicity. There's a petition out there that's closed now and I'll present this week but it it is really hard to get something that's fundamentally really important but also pretty hard to understand and really if you're not there you hardly sort of get to understand how it all works so but it's complicated but it's so important but something's Terry. pretty important for our region because we don't have a Labor candidate do we? At not that state, I know of, no, yes. no, no Labor candidates put their hand up for the state election mm. so um, obviously it depends on what happens but if Labor remains in power then this is an ongoing issue for our area where we, we really don't have a voice and that's the, been the case for so long and it suits the two-party system. Even the, the Nats and the Libs didn't do anything about it when they were there. Of course not. It suits them <laughs> to have the opposition shut down. Yeah. But it doesn't suit the people of Victoria because they think that their parliament should operate effectively. They think they should be represented there by their representative. Yeah, regardless of the party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Regardless of whether their member's in opposition, their member yeah. needs to have a say. Independence, Greens, you know, whatever you are on the opposition side those opportunities should be there equally for everyone to have their say for their community. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> Not stopping. <laughs> Anything else you need to let us know about, Susanna? Look, there's so much happening, actually, in the region. You know, field days coming up, um, a bit of sun shining. But I, I am concerned at the fact that there are significant flood risks over the next couple of months. We know about the El Nina and we know about the Indian Ocean Diapole and we know that it's raining Do we? a lot. Okay. And we, <laughs> well, see that, that, and that is exactly my point. Everyone talks about floods as they're coming down the river instead yeah. of beforehand. And I got out my insurance policies the other day to have a look at, you know, contents, home insurance. And you will find, most people will find that with the rise in building costs that have occurred over mm. the last couple of years, you might think it'll cost you 400000 yeah. to rebuild your house, but it might cost you six or seven. We're all probably so, underinsured. Yeah, and everyone after a disaster says we were underinsured mm. and they have fights with insurance companies that go on for years. So please be prepared and I do hope that our emergency services will be holding public meetings soon because I think people need to be alerted to what could be coming. There's no point just waiting until it's happening. I think we need to know of the risks of disasters in advance and people need to take some precautions and think about what they would do, how they would prepare themselves, their pets, their older folk, all sorts of things need to be thought through with a bit of a plan in place. A timely reminder, Susanna, um, all the dams are full, the rivers are full, the creeks are full, water, water storages are full and with, as you say with, is it El Nina? Yes. 
Because there's a lot la, la Nina. I get my Ninas confused. Um, we're going to get um, a lot of rain over the summer period, apparently. Yes. Here and in, in the next couple of months, in particular, yes, by yes. the look of it. And so, where's um, it all going to go? Is the question, I guess. Yeah, I, and so many people are close to the river. We all live on a floodplain. You can look up what your um, floor level is on the Catchment Management Authority website. Um, I'm hoping to talk to them about making it a bit easier to look that up because I didn't have a lot of success. But, you know, there's a lot of people on low ground around Shepparton and while the planning regulations have built them up a bit um, in a big flood, and let's remember Lismore was like no flood they'd ever seen before. So I think it is important that people turn their mind to these things. And, you know, I'm not wanting to scare Munger, but boy, do we hear yeah, about we the problems afterwards, yeah. you know, get yeah. ready and be prepared to go. Fair enough. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but... Yeah, absolutely. Be, be, absolutely. A, be a good girl, girl plenty or Boy plenty, Scout. Yeah, and plenty of water out there for all sorts of reasons, for irrigation and the like. But mm. um, I think, um, you know, we do live in a country of extremes and we need to recognise that. All right. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thanks, Member Terry, for Shepherd and Susanna Sheed. Nice to see you in person for a change too. We'll catch up with you again soon. Pat and Tina's BP service station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile, the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP service station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. One of them sponsor. Footy finals are upon us again. Do you want a new TV to watch your team win the Premiership this year? Jason's TV have large Samsung TVs on special with stock currently available. We love selling the Samsung TV range because not only is the picture quality great, but they have the best smart TV functions, including KO, for your sports viewing and the footy finals. Jason's TV can home deliver and set it all up for you with full instructions so it's easy to use. So for huge savings on your next TV, call Jason's TV 0403 688 1FM sponsor. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value for money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep. Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor.